Welcome to The Advance, a podcast on moving towards Christ-like maturity. This podcast takes time to look at how we can posture ourselves to grow in our walk with Christ. It would really help me out if you could share it with your friends and take some time to review it on whatever platform you are either viewing it or hearing it on. Thank you so much and be blessed today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Advanced Podcast. It's been a little while, uh, but I'm excited to be releasing this podcast today. We're going to be looking at something a little bit different. Uh, We're going to be talking about creativity as a spiritual discipline. And uh, one of the things that I absolutely love about being a dad is when Ava comes into into the house, either from church or somewhere, uh, and she's got a little drawing and she's colored on it and she just feels so proud and we've got a whole like string with all of her art hanging down from it in our kitchen and uh, it's just this amazing internal um, love for and passion for creativity and for art and for for beauty and and it's part of who she is and it's amazing to see um, but I know that as she grows up and as we grew up when we were younger uh, that kind of internal urge and that internal confidence in creativity kind of, it starts to fade away. It starts to, um, we, we replace with things like fear and shame and, and perfectionism. And it kind of takes away from what God wants to do in us. But this whole idea of creativity is actually really important for us as followers of Jesus. And my sister is actually who I'm going to be interviewing today. Uh, her name is Katharina Stegerman. I call her Katie. So that's what you'll hear on the interview Um, But uh, she is currently attending Rosebud School of the Arts in Alberta, in Southern Alberta. And she uh, she's really passionate about this. It's really who she is and who she's been for a long time is to to see her art as a way of worship. And yeah, this podcast has been focused a lot on what are some ways that we as Christians practice worship, practice uh, prayer, practice engaging with God's word. And so uh, today we're going to be, like I said, looking at something a little bit different. And hopefully it's an encouragement to you. Uh, Hopefully you'll hear this today and feel a confidence, feel a desire to engage with creativity. And I want to say right from the get-go, there's this isn't just for people who are artistically creative or musically creative. Um, It's not just for people who are really good at drawing or really like to go to the art museum. This is for anyone who's a follower of Jesus, uh, because I think it's really important for us as followers of Jesus, as you'll hear, to, uh, to be creative because that's how God created us. And so I don't want to steal too much thunder from the interview. So I'm just going to, yeah, we're we're just going to get to the interview today. Like I said, we're taking a bit of a break over the summer. Uh, There's been a lot going on for for me personally and for us as a church as we prepare for relaunching and just a lot of stuff going on. And so the podcast is taking a bit of a backseat, but in the fall, we're going to be really ramping it up. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to a different, a bit of a different format in the fall, kind of shorter interviews with, um, with more themes that we kind of go through each month. And the hope is that um, you might be able to find a few friends that you listen to the episodes and just interact around different things that you're learning and different things you're putting into practice. But I'm gonna have a lot more details about that in the fall when we start this different format. But uh, for sure, it's gonna be, my hope for this podcast is that everyone who interacts with it and everyone who takes the time to listen to it either regularly or when you have time, um, that as you put these things into practice, you really see God moving in your hearts in, in cool and in different ways. And you really see yourself advancing in your walk with him. And so that's a bit of the plan for the fall. Um, some resources that we'd recommend if you want to go deeper in these topics, 
that we're talking about today. Um, there's a book by Steve Turner called Imagine. This is a book that every Christian who's passionate about the arts should read. Uh, a very compelling book, very challenging book. Um, highly recommend it. Again, that's Imagine by Steve Turner. And another book, uh, my sister's going to mention it in the interview, is called Walking on Water by Madeline Lengel. And it's a beautiful book that uh, really paints a vision for what it means for us as followers of Jesus to allow our creativity to shine. And so, yeah, like I said, this isn't just for artsy people. Uh, this is for everyone. And so hopefully you enjoy this interview and hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully it's a real blessing to you as you put these things into practice. All right. Well, Katie, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Yeah, we're in the middle of the summer already, which is pretty crazy. It's gone super fast. <laughs> Believe it or not. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's gone quick for you because you're obviously working on a project uh, yeah. to finish school. We'll hear a little bit more about that. Uh, yeah, about that at the end of the podcast here today. But uh, yeah, I just I'd love to just have you take some time now just to share a bit about yourself and what you're passionate about and your family and all that. Uh, I just love to let our listeners get to know you a little bit. Sounds good. So I am. Katie Stegerman. I am Donovan's sister, for those of you who didn't know. I am married to Cody Stegerman, which is why my last name is not Byer. Uh, we live in Airdrie together because I am attending at Rosebud School of the Arts. It's about an hour away, so that's a bit long, but it works out <laughs> uh, most of the time. And yeah, so I'm attending they're taking theater arts, which is a general theater degree. It is a Christian school, so it has a, a theater training with a perspective of faith and the importance of storytelling to the Christian faith. Um, I would say that that's definitely a combination of my passions. I'm really, really very passionate about both art and creativity as well as faith and about how they intersect. Um, I absolutely love to be creative, to make art and to make art in collaboration with other people and i really love to um, learn about god <laughs> and be part of the church and be doing things to forward the church and god's mission on earth and i see art as my way of being able to do that and yeah i'm really passionate about people reaching their potentials and people not compromising who they are and who god called them to be for, on the altar of convenience and uh, making a steady income. <laughs> so I think like that's something that I feel like art inspires people to be better versions of themselves and calls forward who we're meant to be in a lot of ways. So I'm really passionate about doing that through stories and through art. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's uh, it's cool to see how you really found Rosebud and it's been a place that's really helped you kind of like grow your passions and also um, yeah just I guess um, <clears throat> yeah give context to how you can share them with other people and uh, yeah like I said when we finish our conversation today we'll talk a little bit about one opportunity that people have to uh, to receive from from what you've been uh, working on but uh, yeah today I really as I've been thinking about the podcast and, and even the direction we're going to be going in the in the fall, uh, one of the things that, that we've been focusing in on over these last few months of the pandemic is the spiritual disciplines of worship, uh, hearing or worship the Bible and uh, prayer. 
And, and as we look at the fall, we're going to be starting to expand that into different areas of spiritual disciplines and different ways that we can, um, can posture our lives to advance and move forward in our relationship with God. Um, and, and today is kind of going to be a little teaser to a different aspect or a different spiritual practice that you probably, those of you who are listening, probably haven't given a lot of time to think about. Um, but I think is actually a really important one. And that's uh, the spiritual practice of creativity, which, which I think is closely linked to worship. And so I kind of wanted to talk, I know my sister is also really passionate about worship. So I wanted to talk to her a bit about worship as well as creativity and kind of how they intersect. Um, but uh, the, yeah, the first thing I guess that I'd love to hear from you, Katie, is when you think of worship as a spiritual practice or a spiritual discipline, what comes to your mind? Yeah, for me, what I think about when I think about worship as a spiritual discipline is integrated faith into my life. Like, I guess when I think about worship, I think of, you know, present your body as a sacrifice, living sacrifice. This is your spiritual act of worship. So just this idea that worship isn't about singing on a Sunday. It's not about um, scripture reading. It's not about I'll give God 15 minutes of meditation every day. It's about how we choose to live our lives. Um, so when I think of worship, I'm thinking about integrity. Am I, am I doing all the things that I can to be honest and fair and just and nice to people? <laughs> like a good representation of a Christian life. Um, am I living a life that reflects God? Am I living a life that shows that God is a part of that, I guess, is is kind of the question where, like I said, I'm, I'm passionate about this idea of people living their full potential. And to me, that feels like an act of worship. Like it's an act of worship for us to step out in faith and take risks to become the people that God has made us to be in a lot of ways. So I guess like I think of that when I think of worship, that in idea of integrated faith, I think to me is like a really important aspect of worship. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, because I think it's so easy again, and we've talked about this with a few other of our interviews that it's easy to, to yeah, like compartmentalize worship. Like this is worship and this isn't when what's mm -hmm. really happening is God is inviting us and in, to give all of our lives as a response. Right. And I think one yeah. of the, uh, yeah, one of the ways that I think he does that is is through reflecting his image. One of the things that uh, that the Bible talks about when God created Adam and Eve is that he created them in his image, Imago Dei. And one of the uh, the realities of of God and who he is is that God is creative, and and he as a creator, I think he's created us to also create and. And I think uh, creativity is actually a really important spiritual practice because it's one of the ways that we reflect God's image to, to the world. Um, and, uh, and I'd love to, to just kind of have you chat a little bit about creativity and, and worship and how creativity is an act of worship and why it's so important for us. And then we can kind of get into some of the practical stuff after you talk a little bit more big picture. Um, but uh, yeah, what do you think is the link between creativity and worship and why is it important for us as Christians to think about creativity? Uh, and I'm talking about everyone, not just the kind of people you describe as more artsy fartsy or musical or whatever, but how, why is it important for us to talk about creativity? Um, well, I think you basically said what I was thinking where the importance of creativity is that it is a way that we reflect God's image. Um, so I definitely see that as like, 
paramount to the importance of creativity in the world. Like human beings are intrinsically unique in that we have the ability to create things, not just to survive, but to thrive. Mm -hmm. um, and I find that a really interesting distinction of humanity and, and again, how we reflect the image of God. Um, so I think there's something in that. I also think like something that maybe the evangelical church has struggled with in the past and still struggling with now. And I think a lot of artists are trying to find peace with this is this idea of beauty existing for its own right. Mm. Um, creativity. There's something intrinsically extravagant about creativity um, and about the creation of art. Like I kind of separate creativity and art. They're two distinct things to me. Like you can be creative in so many ways. You can be a creative financial planner. You can be a creative construction worker. Like there's so many avenues for creativity. Um, art, I think, is maybe a little bit more the question where it's like, why do we create art? Why do we create music? Why do we create all these things? Um, mm -hmm. And just to me, there's something so important and there's something so reflective of the heart of God in beauty mm. and in things that are beautiful. I think no one, no one would argue that God created an absolutely stunningly beautiful world and mm. just the pure extravagance of creation of the universe like the scope of the universe is just like mind-boggling we can't even comprehend it and it's just you know some people are like why would god have created such a big universe if like we're the only thing in it and for me it's like well who cares that we're in it he just created it because he's creative and he's extravagant and he loves to do it right so i think to me that's something so important about art and why Christians should be pursuing art mm -hmm. um, without any shame. Cause I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, as a Christian artist, it's like, oh, are you gonna use that to, to, to preach the gospel to other people? Mm -hmm. How much is this gonna cost? Are you gonna use volunteers? Like, or, oh, can you do this for free for me? Like, because it's for God mm -hmm. and just things like that, that are like, creativity has a cost and I think it's just this idea of beauty and like we need to create beauty and we need to be willing to take that cost. And it's, it's hard. It's hard to say that it's hard to do in the evangelical world. Mm -hmm. But I think like an example of an ultra efficient and non-beautiful society was what Hitler was creating in Germany during the world war II. Mm -hmm. Like that's what it looks like when we pursue efficiency, when we pursue everything has to have a reason everything has to have an excuse is like, mm. well, this person, well, these, these pieces of art are useless. Therefore we should destroy them. We don't need them. Mm. And then that person is useless. We don't need them. Mm. Right. Is the next step in that. So I think like being able to value the beautiful because God values the beautiful mm. is an incredibly important thing that we as a church, we as a Western church or an evangelical church have kind of forgotten or lost our way in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And it's interesting. I, I heard a podcast too recently where um, my friend Preston was being interviewed by my friend Eric and Preston was saying that um, in the Genesis one account, you see God creates the world. He creates man and woman. And then at the end he says that it was very good. 
and it doesn't say it was perfect. It doesn't say it was complete. It said it was very good. And it's, and, the, and Presto was kind of musing about how the, it kind of leaves it open for us, like as God's creation to continue creating, continue bringing beauty, continue valuing beauty, yeah. um, continue to, yeah, just really reflect his image and, and, and really like, I think play an important role in creation. Yeah. Um, for sure. It's actually like part of that is too in revelation. I find it so fascinating. And like this was Sky Jutani in Futureville talks about this. Uh, the end when all is redeemed and all is made new, it's not back to a garden. It's actually a garden city, mm. um, which I just think is such this like beautiful picture of God's garden and human effort human work taming the land and creating yeah. and furthering our humanity into one harmonious thing the garden city at the end of the world so i think there's that too this mm -hmm. you know the work that we do matters even if yeah. it's like not just saving souls there's yeah. a lot of other work that we do that matters totally yeah so what would you say to somebody who like thinks they're not creative or they think they don't have anything to express in art or in beauty and things like that. What would yeah. you, what would you say to somebody who kind of wrestles with that? Yeah, I think like, again, I, I think we give way too much weight to creative as artistic. Mm -hmm. And I do believe those are two completely different things. Like, yeah. so I would say to someone who doesn't think they're creative, how do you reflect the image of God? Because that is how you are creative. Um, I think a perfect example is like my husband, Cody, who is a financial planner. And so he helps people with their investments and he helps make all these plans that are able to get them the highest returns and help them with their taxes and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. he loves it. It is his passion. He absolutely loves helping people. He gives people hope when they didn't have hope before. And it's just this, this way that he's creative that I could never even begin to imagine. And it has, <clears throat> sorry, it has nothing to do with art. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Right? Yeah, like yeah. mothers, how, like I'm sure every mother has to be creative just to keep, like you can't keep a two-year-old occupied <laughs> if you're not creative. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we know about that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think, the other thing, if you think about kids, if you think about two-year-olds and like, they're endlessly creative, they're infinitely creative. Like children are absurdly creative. Mm -hmm. And to say I'm not creative, to me doesn't, you were born creative. Yeah. You know, like something along the way told you that you weren't, mm -hmm. but that wasn't who you were made to be. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you have to be an artist. Yeah. Absolutely. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah, and it's, it is interesting because, yeah, I think when we, as we grow up, like things like fear and shame and what do people think and like things like um, perfectionism, all of that can actually like rob, rob our creativity. And, uh, yeah. and, and yeah, I think it's really important to, yeah, I love that, like continue asking how am I reflecting God's image? How am I reflecting his beauty, his creativity? To the world in the way that he's created me uh, kind of gives the freedom away or gives us freedom and, and it, it kind of goes back to that whole idea too about when god said he created the world he said it was good he didn't say it was perfect 
you yeah. know? And so if, if God's creation wasn't perfect in, in his estimation, I think we don't need to worry about our creations being perfect or are the things that we do. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. I think like for me, there's like this idea of when you're four or when I was four, maybe I just made this up in my head, but you do a drawing that you spent a lot of time on, you worked really hard and you show it to your parents and you're like, look, 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 I made this thing. And they're like, oh, it's so cute. Like, let's put it on the fridge. I love you and yeah. and all this stuff. And then like around nine, 10, it's like, you start to realize that your thing isn't good. <laughs> and you're just yeah. like, no. but then you show it to your parents or you show it to your teacher and it's mm -hmm. like, hmm, you know, your eyes aren't right. This is like, you have to like fix this thing. You have to like fix this thing. And it's like, it's not accepted anymore. Yeah. Or like to a child, it doesn't feel accepted anymore. And I wonder if for a lot of people coming up against that initial understanding that I'm not perfect yeah. um, is a huge turnoff in yeah. the art, in, in creativity and in art. Totally. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, I think one of the, you, you listened to a few of the, the episodes of the podcast, so you know, the, the big question, but what, what's one way that you think you'd encourage people to start um, engaging with creativity as a spiritual discipline? Like, is there one thing you'd recommend somebody to try to like bring this into their life in a small way, in a big way? Oh goodness. I, I feel like I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't have a small way, but I just thought of one actually. Oh, so <laughs> here's, here's my challenge is, to reflect on your favorite film hmm. and understand what that says about you as a person. Cool. Um, just an example from my own life. A couple months ago, I really wanted to rewatch Moana, like the Disney movie Moana. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like, okay, cool. Like I like this movie. It's really good. Um, so we watched it and I was like, bawling i was crying like the whole time i was watching this movie hmm. um and i just felt like in in the movie there's that lava monster that they think they have to defeat in order to save the island um goddess or whatever she was i don't even know <laughs> uh they thought they had to defeat her to save the island and they get to the island and it's gone and what moana realizes is that when they stole the heart of the island, she became the lava monster that they've been fighting. Um, and so what Moana does is restore the heart back to the lava monster, and that ends up saving the world. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> um, anyway, but I just felt like Jesus just spoke to me so strongly in that moment, and he was like, that's you. Like, that's me restoring you. That is what I want to do in your life. Hmm. It's like this, you know, it's like usually you're supposed to feel like you're the protagonist. So like you, you as the audience is supposed to feel like Moana. Mm -hmm. But I felt like the island <laughs> that turned into a lava monster. <laughs> and I just felt like Jesus was saying, like, let me restore your heart back to you. Yeah. And Good. it was just this window into my soul and a window into my story mm. that I would not have had if it weren't for Disney making a movie. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. And I guess like, so that's like a challenge that I have for people is like, what's your favorite movie 
And what is God telling you through that? Mm -hmm. And I think like, that's a really important way to start incorporating art into our faith. Um, And another thing I would just challenge people with is like, if you're not an artist, how are you creative? Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, I'm not creative, I don't want to go there. I don't want to open this door in my life. Mm. How are you creative? How do you reflect the image of God? That's good. And like, how can you continue to pursue that without fear? Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I, I think it's so important for, I love the the first question because it, it invites us to think critically about other people's art and how, and, and yeah, like why it, why it resonates and what that says about us. And then, I think it's important that we're doing that often, not just with our favorite movies, but as we interact with art and engage with, with movies or music, like, what is it, what is it saying to us? How is it reading us in some ways? And then, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I'd almost like encourage those of you listening to just stop saying I'm not creative. (laughs) Like just get that out of your vocabulary. Cause I think we all, we all are, we are creating God's image and he is, creative and so we get this opportunity to partner with him in uh in creating and in taking steps and getting over our fears and putting ourselves out there again however we may do that um i i wanted i think before we get to to talking about the project you're working on currently i i just i really do feel like um i know you've been spending some time thinking about this and this may be more for you christian artists out there but like what, um, and again, this, this wasn't really pre- part of the pre- prepared questions, but I know you've been thinking a lot about it. Um, what do you think about um, like Christian art? Is that a thing? Uh, <laughs> the yeah. pressure that Christians might feel to like <laughs> in their such art? A, such a question. <laughs> it's such a question. Um, for those of you, probably most of you, um, so for Rosewood School of the Arts, most of you who don't know, at Rosewood School of the Arts, we have to do something called an annotated bibliography. So I've read 12 books this year about the intersection of faith and art. Mm. <laughs> so that's why Donna was like, you've been thinking about this a lot. Yes, I have been. It's all kind <laughs> of up in there, just, <laughs> I don't know, being digested mentally. Yeah. Um, so what is Christian art? That is, that is an is interesting question. Is there such question. a thing as it? Yes, but... It depends because like, so if you read Walking on Water by Madeline Lingle, Mm. she'll say all art that is good is Christian Mm. and all art that is bad is not. She'll say that. Um, And then you've got other people claiming things like if you as the artist have the intention of glorifying God, your art is Christian. If you as the artist do not have that intention, it is not. I think there is a significant difference between Christian art and art created for the church, Mm. if that makes sense. So I think like something that a lot of people disregard is art made for the church, Mm. Um, which is really unfair because if you think about it, Michelangelo created art for the church. Yeah, totally. (laughs) That is Christian art. The Sistine Chapel, David, the... Uh, yeah, they're all Christian art. They're all art created for the church to reflect the glory of God. Rembrandt icons. Yeah, yeah so much. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so there is, there is church art, art created for the church, which again, we've really, in the evangelical world, we have a really hard time with it unless yeah. it's evangelical. 
um, as in like reaches out, teaches the gospel to the lost, mm. actually, which, you know, I don't think is fair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess it, it depends on like, what is Christian art? And I guess I would say, yeah, what, like, is your art with the intention to glorify God and edify humanity? Hmm. I would say that. I don't know. I don't know that you need another distinction necessarily. (laughs) I don't think it needs to be complicated. And then there's art created for the church, which is completely legitimate as well. So did I answer your question? I think so. I think, I think I just, I want to take the pressure off of people that are creating art and they feel like they have to make art for the church because they're Christians. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would say it's a specific calling. Creating art for the church is a specific thing. Yeah. I don't think every Christian who is an artist, and I think this is like, this is the danger of, I don't know how to say this without sounding, this is the danger of like an undeveloped epistemology. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Where, so how we believe about heaven and the end times actually has a lot to say about what we do on earth. Yeah. And in the evangelical worldview, at least what I grew up with in the 90s, in the early 2000s it's this is this idea that the world is going to burn up and we're going to end up in heaven yeah. as these non-physical ethereal beings in this non-physical ethereal place yeah um but again with like reimagining that like re reframing that is like we're not going up into some place god is coming down to us mm-hmm. Um, which is actually what it says in Revelations, at least as far as I understand it at the moment. I'm not going to claim to know what I'm talking about right now. (laughs) But just this idea of God coming down to us and what we've done as humanity is going to be redeemed. Yeah. So art is going to be redeemed. Music is going to be redeemed. The architecture is going to be redeemed. And just so what we do matters. Mm -hmm. even if it's not for the church, even if it's not to evangelize. Because I think it's like, we're all going away from this earth. So the only thing that matters is saving people's souls. But that's actually not what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. So the Bible actually says God is coming down to us. So what we do has a lasting impact um, on eternity which is like a much better outlook to have when you're creating art and you don't feel necessarily called to create art for the church. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I had another thought, but I totally lost it. <laughs> Hopefully we haven't lost all of our non-artists by now. I'm sure they're still kicking around. Um, but yeah, so I know you spend a lot of time this year working on your final project for school. And uh, yeah, part of the reason wanting to get you on was so you could just share a little bit about it and, ways that people might be able to engage with something that I know I'm really excited about. And I know you're really excited about. So why don't you tell us a bit about this project, the story behind it, and uh, then how people can either, you know, how people can participate with it. Absolutely. So yeah, trying to like, so talking about art for the church versus Christian art versus all that. Um, I was really passionate about creating art for the church for people in the church. I feel like there's this huge community of people that don't have an artistic voice speaking into their culture. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Just 
I just feel like people who grew up in the church, people who have lived their lives in the church, they just don't have art for themselves. Like there's so much art that's created to evangelize to people and there's art created with the intention of reaching out, but there's very little art created with the intent of reflecting mm-hmm. on what it means to be a Christian. There's a lot of nonfiction about it. There's a lot of Bible schools and stuff like that, but there's very little art and storytelling. So that was like what I wanted to do with my final project, because mm-hmm. it's like what they say in Rosebud about the final project is that it's a, um, it is your one chance as an artist to do whatever you want with no one telling you otherwise. Like cool. there's very little financial risk involved. There's no, like there's no producer telling you what to do. You are the producer. So it's like, if you ever wanted to be a singer, but you weren't good enough to get cast in musicals, this is your chance to do a musical. Or that's basically what people say. Like one of my friends, her passion was she wanted to act with her husband as like a romantic couple Mm. and they would never be cast in in those positions just based on what they look like and like all these other things. So she did that for her final project. She did a play with him and it was a a love story and it was absolutely wonderful. So for mine, I wanted to create art that spoke to people who grew up in the church um, that wasn't about evangelism. It wasn't evangelical in nature. It was just for us, I guess, um, for me <laughs> specifically, because yeah. that was, that is me. I was raised in the church. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like my focus. And then one day I distinctly remember it was the start of my second year at Rosebud and I was making a quilt because my niece was due in a couple months <laughs> and I wanted to make her a quilt. And I was just like praying about it and thinking about it and like, God, what should I do for my final project? Mm -hmm. And I just had this like very strong feeling that I should adapt the book, A Timeless Journey by Luke Niebergall into a play. Hmm. And so that was like, cool. So I told the school and they were like, well, you're in your second of four years. So maybe let's wait on that for a little bit but it's awesome that you have an idea uh and then i sent luke a message and i was like hey is this something i could do would you be okay with this and he was like yeah absolutely i'm totally on board with this so for like two years i thought about writing a script (laughs) um and then i did write a script and it was bad and i edited it seven times or so and it kept changing and changing and evolving and i learned a lot and it became more and more of my story as well as luke's story um combining the two and just figuring out what story this needed to be. It's it's quite different actually than the book at this point. I'm calling it Inspired by a Timeless Journey by Luke Niebergall. Um, but yeah, it's it's a combination of his his adventure and and what I've gone through just growing up in the church. Mm. So it's very significant for me. <laughs> and I learned an incredible amount about myself and my story while I was writing it and every time I watch it now and working on the props and stuff. Um, Anyway, for those of you unfamiliar with the book, um, it's the story of 
a person who has a series of visions and dreams where they are taken through heaven. Um, this, the premise is they don't remember who they are when they get there. Um, he, j he just says, I'm just nameless. I don't know who I am. Or he gets, he gets called nameless. And in order to be given a name, he has to go to God the Father um, for his name. And so it's, it's this adventure through heaven to find out who he is from God himself. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot about identity, <laughs> obviously. And like he, yeah. or like they, like she in the play meets a lot of people, a lot of interesting historical people and learns a lot about what it means to be a Christian and what it means to be just alive. <laughs> and what it means to be significant um and stuff like that and yeah that's what the play is about i think it i think it has a message that so many people need to hear just hopefully a voice that is helping people not feel pressure to perform or be perfect yeah. but is freedom to say be yourself and just let yourself be loved by god mm -hmm. so that's kind of what it is that's cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously with COVID and with all the changes, you're hoping to present it as a play, but that's changed a little bit. Um, but <laughs> the cool thing is people still have an opportunities to take it in. So you tell us a little bit about how pe someone could take it in or even how somebody could support it if they, if it's something they're passionate about and would want to be involved with. Absolutely. So um, it will be, filmed we are going to do it three times and it will be filmed and released um probably on vimeo it'll be really like all the information will be on my facebook page when i get there <laughs> we're kind of building this as we go <laughs> um it was supposed to be done in may <laughs> so that was the first thing that had to change now we're kind of adjusting as we're figuring out what to do but it will be released on september 11th online for streaming um, what, if you're interested in watching it in figuring out where it'll be, that's all going to be up on my Facebook page. So if you follow seed and the soil, which is my Facebook page at this point, kind of an idea or a hope of just like a community of Christian artists who are in pursuit of excellence and God. I'll put, I'll put a link to that on the on the description of this podcast. So if you're okay. interested, just, you'll have to, yeah, we'll get a link there. So yeah. anyway, continue. For sure. So yeah, best way right now to keep in touch if you're interested in seeing the show is to just follow me on Facebook at Seed in the Soil. Mm. You can also follow me on Instagram. That'll probably have all the same information on it. Um, if you feel inspired or led to donate to the project at this point, I'm mostly hoping to help financially support some of the people who are mm -hmm. working on it. Most of them are understanding that it's a hard time and we probably won't make too much money on this project, but I'm hoping that I'll be able to cover some of their costs because they've been very, my team has been super supportive. Cool. And so I would like to be able to pay them. So if anyone is donating, that's, probably where your money's going to go. Cool. Uh, so yeah, I just have this um, thing called Timeless Journey VIP, which is like just receiving 
behind the scenes information about the show and you'll be able to watch the stream for free when it's available um, if you become a Timeless Journey VIP. Uh, basically, I just have to contact me privately on Facebook from my Facebook page <laughs> if that's something you're interested in doing. I also, as like a way of fundraising, I'm selling um, notebooks that I designed. <laughs> I'm just all over the place. <laughs> I'm just selling notebooks that I designed on Etsy, and that's a page called Paper and Kate. Um, and there's a whole bunch of designs up there. Some of them are actually Luke Niebergall quotes. So those are the ones that are like directly um, donating to the show, but right now all of them are. <laughs> so if anyone needs a notebook or wants to get some notebooks for a friend, if you go to Paper and Kate on Etsy um, and purchase one of those, that'll support the show as well. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. What, are you, um, like, what are you most excited about for when you get to show it in front of people for the first time? <laughs> um, I just really hope that it helps people see God a different way. I think like something that really stood out to me when I read the book was that all three members of the Trinity are not what you expect hmm. in the book. And that's something that I've been driving towards in the play as well of like, God is not who you think he is. God is not distant. He's not hard. He's not hard to access. Um, Jesus is not ethereal and like weird guru type person. He's this human being who likes humor and wants to hang out with you and be your friend. And like the Holy Spirit is just an adventure. And like, mm. yeah, I think that's such a big thing for me with this story is like, you are so much more to God than you think you are. And he is so different than you think he is. Mm -hmm. And I just really hope that it, it touches people that way and helps them realize who they are to God and what that means for their lives. Awesome. Oh, that's so good. Cool. Yeah. Well, I, we're wishing you all the best and we know it's going to, we're excited for you and the step that you're taking. And yeah, hopefully some of you listening today would want to partner with her or participate in the, in the uh in the event um again more information about that is going to be on the facebook page which we will put in the description of this podcast so definitely give that a follow and a like and uh yeah thanks katie for taking the time what's yeah. that i said i have a website too but i don't update it enough <laughs> <laughs> the facebook page is a lot more frequently updated but this is why is. creative people need this is why like creative types need an administrator with them to do the yes. updates on the website yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but administrators are creative too. It's just a yes. Type of Administrative is infinitely creative. Administration yeah. is infinitely creative. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. A bit about creativity as a spiritual discipline and and how we incorporate that into our worship and our life. And I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what may come out of this for some of you who've who've been listening that really want to put into practice. Um, yeah, not only engaging with art in a more meaningful way if that's thinking of your favorite movie and thinking about what that says about you and if that's to stop saying i'm not creative and to actually create uh, however that plays out in your life looking forward to what god may be birthing in you and through you through that um so yeah thanks those of you listening for taking the time to listen today and uh looking forward to in the fall getting more podcasts going 
we uh, yeah I've taken a bit of a break over summer so happy to do this kind of right in the middle of the intermission but in the fall we'll be expanding beyond just worship prayer and engaging with the scriptures we're gonna be looking at other spiritual disciplines like evangelism like uh, things like hospitality things like um, <clears throat> just even like interruptibility different ways that we and reflect the person of Jesus wherever we go and also posture ourselves to uh, to receive more from, from God and grow in our relationship with him. Uh, so yeah, thanks again, Katie. And uh, we'll see we'll see you, see you soon. And thanks to you for listening. We'll see you guys soon too. Blessings. Thanks for having me on. No worries.